The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Prescription for Success with your host, Dr. Emil Haldi. Each week, we come through the myths and facts about health and wellness in order to bring you the best advice and the right information that you need to live an incredible life. Now, here is Dr. Emil Haldi. Hi, this is Emil Haldi with Prescription for Success. I'm your host. Today, we have a phenomenal show prepared for you. My guest today is a terrific individual. Dr. Fab Mancini is America's number one healthy living media expert, world-renowned chiropractor, Hay House's international bestseller author of The Power of Self-Healing, and the host of his popular radio show, Self-Healing with Dr. Fab. He has been featured on Dr. Phil, The Doctors, Fox News, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, Univision, Telemundo, and many others. He has been interviewed in various documentaries and has received honors including Heroes of Humanity, Humanitarian of the Year, CEO of the Year, and Induction into Wellness Revolutionaries Hall of Fame. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fab. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you. Uh, I'm a big fan, and I know we're going to be talking about our favorite subjects today. Yes, I am so thrilled that you're here today, and uh, uh, we will have a terrific discussion about health. We'll talk about motivation, success, healing, and how all of those elements somehow are intertwined. So I love it. Uh, in, in, in one of your speeches in, 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 in your book, you talk about uh, how you encounter the profession of chiropractic medicine. And uh, your introduction to that uh, medicine was very personal. Can you talk about it? And uh, because you impacted uh, hundreds of, or thousands in, of chiropractors and millions of patients at this point. Can you tell us more? Well, it's interesting because, uh, and I was just talking to my son today about it. I was very blessed that I had a dream when I was 16 that I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, so I started really applying myself in school, ended up one of the top in my class, went to one of the most prestigious pre-med, uh, pre-medicine programs in the country here called the University of Dallas. And then um, during that program, I had pretty much made up my mind that I was going to go to medical school and that I was going to become a neurosurgeon. And then about a year, almost nine months before I graduated, uh, I was involved in a car accident. And I was uh, taken to the hospital here where I had done a rotation as a student, uh, as a volunteer uh, with the surgeons. And I remember that uh, some of the surgeons had given me their phone number. Well, emergency had a four-hour waiting list. Uh, So I called one of them, an orthopedic surgeon, and I said, hey, can you come down here? Maybe you can speed up the process. I'm in a lot of pain. And he came down. And he said, you know, Fab, uh, I can give you muscle relaxers. I can give you anti-inflammatories, but you should really go see my chiropractor. Well, I've never really been exposed to chiropractic in my world. I didn't know what chiropractic was. I didn't know. I thought it was just a specialty of medicine. Uh, So I went to that chiropractor, and within a short period of time, my symptoms were completely gone, and I got to learn about holistic medicine. I like to learn about natural medicine. And uh, I interviewed 62 chiropractors within six months before I graduated, and I made the decision to become a chiropractor. 
primarily because uh, I wanted to go in the world of prevention. And medicine in that time did not have preventative medicine or functional medicine or integrative medicine like they do now. So I wanted to go into a world that I can inspire individuals to put health as a priority and to watch what their behaviors are, which are causing most of our chronic illnesses in the first place. So I wanted to be in prevention. And then I became a chiropractor, and that was uh, probably about 30, 34 years ago. And, uh, and it was one of the best decisions I made. And then, of course, I later learned acupuncture, energy medicine, uh, and I became very well-known in the world of wellness and holistic medicine and chiropractic. And really, my passion is really to serve the health of humanity, and that has not changed since I made that decision when I was 16 years old that I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Well, your passion comes through. Every time I speak to you, 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 you your passion is infectious. I get infected with your passion. And, and uh, uh, my staff member told me today, I, she told me I was watching Dr. Fab's video and said he is so natural and so infectious because you truly, you believe in it. You believe in giving and you believe in helping people heal and get better. And it, truly, truly comes through. Not only did you become a chiropractor, you also became a president of Parker University. Uh, how did that, did that happen? Can you tell me about that journey? Well, you know, it's interesting because when I was a student, my mentor was the president and founder of my university called Parker. His name was Dr. James W. Parker. He was the most successful chiropractor in the world. And uh, he, as a student, he would tell me that I was going to be the next president of Parker. And I would laugh at him and I would say, yeah, when I'm uh, 60, maybe I'll come back and I'll donate my time like he did. You know, he never charged a school for 12 years to be president. He was just donated millions of dollars to the school to found it and, and make it a success. Well, what happened was after I graduated, I became very successful and the university gave me all the awards that they ever give uh, to their alumni. And uh, then the board asked me to be on the board. And when Dr. Parker passed away, uh, they uh, asked me if I would consider becoming president. And I said, no, I'm too young. I'm only 31 years old. I had a very successful practice at the time. Uh, and I, I, uh, I, I took it as a, as a compliment, but I knew that I, what would I know about running a school, you know? So anyways, uh, they put his son. It didn't work out. This college was, the university was really going down uh, financially and otherwise. So after two years, they let go of his son and they came back to me and said, look, we don't want you as the president, but we've interviewed 60 of the most prominent chiropractors to be the next head of Parker. Uh, but we would do at least do an interview uh, with one of our board members. His name was Gil Brandt. And if you know anything about the NFL, Gil Brandt, is uh, worked for the NFL for many years. He's considered the number one picker of the NFL. Uh, and uh, so I interviewed with him, not to, for the position, but so he can find what are the qualifications that he should be looking for in the 60 that they've already interviewed. Right. Well, after that interview, it lasted two and a half hours. On Monday morning, that was on Friday, the chairman of the board calls me and said, thank you so much for... Uh, meeting with Mr. Brandt, he said that there's one person that can only do the job. And I said, great, who is it? And he <laughs> said, it's you. And he told me not to get off the phone until you say yes. And at that time, I was trying to be polite. I said, look, if it's unanimous by the board, I'll do it. 
And I knew the board was all against each other and three board members have applied for the position. So I knew it would never happen. Wednesday, two days later, he calls me on the phone and says, uh, we have all the board members on the phone. We did an emergency board meeting. You had just been voted unanimously. The president of Parker, can you be there Monday morning? And I thought that would never happen. But because I gave my word, I thought, okay, I'll do it for six months. I'll fix the problems and, you know, I'll stop. Six months came by and my accountant called me and said, well, how many times have you gone to your practice this last six months? And it dawned on me, not once. I had associate doctors that were running the practice. He said, well, your income has dropped 50% in six months. You have two options. Either you sell your practice or you go back and run your practice. So I went to the alumni office. I wrote a letter to the people that had graduated in the last year and said, I'm selling my practice. Uh, this is my new mission. Uh, if you would like to have it, uh, I'm only accepting uh, credible people that want it, want it. I had a group interview on Saturday. 27 people showed up. Only 10 of them could afford it. Out of those 10, I interviewed them all individually, and I selected the ones that I felt could be the most successful. And to this day, that individual thanks me for it. And I sold my practice, and I never looked back. And uh, I had a lot of success. I was president for 13 and a half years. Uh, and it was primarily because of this MO. Everything I do in my life, I do it to bring value to the people that I serve. And I wanted to bring value to those students. And as a student, uh, as a president, my second day there, uh, ABC News came into the, uh, into the university and said that I have become the youngest president of a college or university in the United States. And when they said, what qualifications do you have to be president? This is the answer that I gave. I said, well, that's a better question for the board. But if you were to ask me, the best qualification that I have is the fact that I'm a graduate of the school and I know the strengths. And I also know their weaknesses. And I can tell you that I'm very uh, confident that I would, with the team that I have, that we would do the best that I, job that we can to ensure that our graduates are the best prepared that they can be to be successful as doctors of chiropractic. And that was the whole mission that I had. That, that's amazing. You know, uh, there's a saying, success leaves footprints, right? So uh, you... The way you became the president of Park University and the footprints you left is truly remarkable. And towards uh, uh, the end of the show, we'll talk more about success in, in life, success in the business. And uh, success in one area of the life could be replicated to other areas. So it's truly remarkable that uh, you became the youngest president of the chiropractic medical school. Uh, and it's, it is a remarkable thing. You talked about uh, the reason you became a chiropractor is because you wanted to have prevention. Uh, be the, the primary kind of driver. friend of mine, uh, Alex Lebarski, he's the CEO of Health Media Group. He says that early detection is too late. We really have to concentrate on prevention. So uh, I totally resonate with that message. It's such a powerful message. And I wish we could use this platform and other platforms to communicate it to Americans how much prevention strategies are out there that we could literally reduce or unwind the or reverse many chronic diseases and help people feel better. So uh, we need to do more of these things to communicate our message. But 
at one point you realized that your true calling is to spread the word, spread the truth, and motivate, motivate people. Can you tell me about that? How did that happen? So as a student at Parker, uh, Parker owned also the largest chiropractic seminars in the world with thousands and thousands of doctors that will come throughout the year. Uh, I was asked to uh, become a speaker. And the reason is because I was such a successful student that they wanted me to share what was it that I was doing so other students can actually be successful. So we started a student program and we started having students come to the seminars to learn. And I would share the principles and the behaviors that I've learned over time from Dr. Parker. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that gave me a passion for public speaking and that's really where it began. And then as a doctor, I built my practice through public speaking. I realized that the best way that I can communicate the value of my practice is to get out there and share with corporations to private groups, associations. So I would do speeches. I still remember one of my most successful speeches of all time when I first opened my practice. My dear friend Stephen Covey had just written a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Well, I took that book title and I made my talk The Seven Habits of Highly Healthy People. And it was a huge success because it was relevant and I would just share information about seven habits to be healthy. So anyways, so I started that journey. And then, of course, as a practitioner, I started doing television. Uh, not at paid television, but they would bring me in as an expert. And because I could speak English and Spanish, I could do the Spanish television, and I would do the English television. And my practice grew. Then I started doing a radio show uh, that the station wanted me to do 30 minutes about health. I never paid for it. And it was a huge success. So little by little, I started recognizing that I was developing the skill set to communicate with others. And, and the best way that I can tell you that build a skill set is to keep the conversation simple, to keep it brief, and to keep it relevant. Those are the three things that I use in order to communicate effectively and, and it was very uh, exciting for me to do that. And now for the last seven years since I retired from Parker University, all I have done is radio, television, public speaking. Uh, I just wrote my fifth book. Uh, so I'm very excited about the opportunity to share uh, and more importantly, educate people as to what are some of the ways that they can truly uh, put health as a priority and become the kind of healthy human being that we're designed to be. Yes, very, very true. So in one of your books, right, you, you talk about the power of self-healing, that it comes from within. And then you interconnect the true happiness and success. Um, so these are three critical aspects of life. Can you tell us, in your view, how are they interconnected? And tell us a little more about each one of them, self-healing, happiness, and success. Well, the self-healing component was uh, an inspiration that I had to write my fourth book. That's my, my fourth book. <clears throat> and it was really designed for me to be able to explore the science behind people that had somehow self-healed when everything, conventional medicine has said there was no way that they could heal. So I went to about 50 of my most prominent friends that are in the healthcare community medical doctors, osteopaths, naturopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists, 
And I asked them to introduce me to patients that have uh, somehow been able to heal when everything else said that they wouldn't heal. And what I did is I started asking these individual questions about what is it that they did differently that allowed them to uh, become one of the percentage that beat all the odds. And what I started finding out, Emil, is that there were certain common denominators. And what I also started learning is that the body healed in three different ways, physically, emotionally, and spiritual. So when I started recognizing all that, I started saying, well, let's go to the science. Let's see what the science says about any of this. And what I started finding out and that there was such an overwhelming amount of evidence supporting physical healing, emotional healing, and spiritual healing in a holistic way. So then I started writing about that, putting all into context, and then I started creating a 21-day program for people to begin to heal, self-heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that was my fourth book called The, self um, the Power of Self-Healing, which led then Hay House Radio, which has about 2 million listeners every week, to ask me to do my own show called Self-Healing with Dr. Fab, which has been a huge success over the years. It's amazing. Um, can you tell our listeners more about 21-day program? Yeah, so the 21-day program is to break down the physical self-healing, and there are three components to that. The first one is nutrition. We already know that the lack of nutrients in our cells, in our bodies, is one of the biggest reasons why we are sick and why we don't get well. So we need to make sure that we begin to eat holistic foods, whole foods. Uh, also, we know today that organic food is better than non-organic non foods, uh, non-GMOs. So we have a lot of understanding about these things. We also need to understand that as a nation, we're overeating. Uh, you know, we live in Texas, you know, and in Texas, everything is big. Yes. Well, I can tell you that in Texas, your appetizer can serve four feet, four family members. It's just all our plates are getting bigger. So I teach people that it's important to make your plate small and 50% of those plates should be vegetables because the body needs to be alkaline. They need to be able to not be so acidic. Acidity is what causes many of our chronic illnesses also and inflammation. I also teach people that they need to add some healthy fats. You know, most of us don't want to eat the healthy fats, but we know that our fish oils and our fish, uh, those are very healthy to, for us to eat, our nuts, etc. So we need to incorporate that into our nutrition. And then we also have to reduce the amount of carbohydrates and processed foods into the body. Carbohydrates because they are in turn sugar. And we got to make sure that we reduce the sugar into our body because it really messes up with uh, the, the sugar levels, which then causes many of the conditions that we have. So that is a good understanding. Another physical component is exercise. Our bodies were designed to move. And the new science have said that if our bodies are not moving, we're not getting healthy. So we need to make sure that we uh, take time at least 30 minutes a day to move our bodies. Even if you don't go to a gym, I want to make sure that you get up and move around throughout the day. If you're sitting all day long, get up every hour or so and move around and then sit back down again. Many people are now adopted the medicine balls at their chairs and they can actually do some of their core work while they're sitting working. 
Yes. Many people have put stations that now they're standing up instead of sitting all day long. So make sure that you're also parking far away from the building uh, so you can walk a little bit. Make sure you take the stairs instead of the elevators. Simple things that go a long way. And lastly, I also wanted to put attention to the science behind holistic providers. You know, many times we go to traditional providers and they don't give us solutions. So there's not a medicine behind it. So I wanted to bring the importance because many of these patients told me that it was their holistic providers that were able to help them surpass whatever traditional medicine was able to reach a limit. So then I brought in the importance of adding a holistic provider to your team of providers to ensure that you're always making sure that there's not something out there that maybe could have helped you. On an emotional level, Emil, and this is the most exciting part of the book, is I found that there were three emotions that help yourself heal. The first one is forgiveness, because forgiveness allows us to move away from the past. It releases all of that chemistry that is created by building resentment and anger in the body. And it allows us also to release, uh, you know, that imprisonment that we give permission whenever we do not forgive somebody that has hurt us. So think about somebody right now in your life that you can forgive and begin to see how that is a very healing emotion. The second one is gratitude. You know, we need to appreciate what we have today. We cannot just continue to want more than what we have. You know, most people that, that complain about their shoes not being fancy or new, all you have to do is ask somebody that's barefooted if they would like to trade places with you and you would appreciate your shoe more. We complain about our cars not being fancy, but all you have to do is ask somebody that has to take three buses to go an hour long where they could have just driven there in 10 minutes, you know, and they'll switch with you. And don't, and, and be appreciate your home. You know, it, it could be maybe a little apartment. It doesn't have to be fancy, but hey, it beats sleep, sleeping in the streets. So appreciate and being grateful. And then the last one is unconditional love. We need to learn to love ourselves. We need to learn to be patient with ourselves. We need to love to learn to be good to ourselves so then we can love unconditionally other people. So those were the three emotions that we found that help heal most of these people. And lastly, on a spiritual plane, there were three things that we found that were very effective. The first one was the importance of prayer or meditation every single day. Uh, so many people claim that it was their prayers or the prayers of others that helped them heal. Uh, the meditation that they were doing that helped them get into that state of healing. Second, we need to spend more time with nature. Why is nature spiritual? Because nature reminds us that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves. So whenever we get into our shell and our limitations of human, as a human being, we need to get out of that. And it was, I think, a very famous person in the past that my friend Wayne Dyer mentioned to me uh, that he learned this statement from, and it changed my life when I heard it about 28 years ago, that we're not human beings living a spiritual experience, but we're actually spiritual beings living a human experience. Very when you begin to treat yourself as a spiritual being, you become, begin to really appreciate who you really are. And then the last thing is to be able to have a purpose in life. You see, 
having a purpose in life is very spiritual because it gives you a sense of destination that you were meant to do great things with this life of yours. None of us were meant to do small. You have millions of sperms that rush to be able to get to that egg and only one made it. That's you. You are unique. There's no one else in the world like you. So understand that from a spiritual perspective, be thinking about what was it that you were born to be and give it your all. And then you will find the spirituality of fulfillment that you were really contributing to this world in great ways. And that's what I really taught in that book in a way that then I incorporated it into 21 days so people can do one of those three things every single day until they become habits. And that's why the 21 days, because we wanted you to build habits for life in the things that science have de demonstrated are some of the best health behaviors to allow you to fulfill that health potential that we all have. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. This is the secret to life. It, it truly is. Uh, to, to heal from within work by working with the doctors or a team of providers and really getting the best treatment on earth. And it, it's absolutely phenomenal. You touched on something. You said move uh, and make sure you exercise. Actually, as part of my routine, I have a standing desk at my work and I work standing up and I feel more energetic, more enthusiastic. And uh, they say, Sitting is the new smoking these days, right? So if you are sitting all day long, please take our advice and change that habit and uh, move or get yourself a standing desk or a bowl that you sit on. So truly powerful. A great uh, mention about organic food. It's, uh, I know, we know it's more expensive, but if you invest into organic foods now, you will invest less in doctors later on. Uh, you talked about gratitude, and I'm such a big believer in being grateful for what life and universe gives us. It, it's tremendous. I had uh, Anil Gupta on my previous shows, and uh, Anil and, and, and you spoke at Harvard, and uh, is a is a, uh, a beautiful person. He's. We talk about when you have gratitude, there is no place for anxiety or negative emotions. If it's true feeling of gratitude, you are in a much beautiful, much more beautiful place. And then unconditional love heals everything. I think if we truly loved first yourself unconditionally uh, and then each other, it, the world would be so different, such a, such a more beautiful place. Uh, I'm getting a message here that we have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Haldi Pharmaceutical Compounding is one of the nation's top compounding pharmacies. We work with medical professionals as well as consumers, both human and veterinary. If you're a patient or a doctor and need to consult us, please call us for a free consultation. Additionally, you may purchase carefully selected quality brand supplements and vitamins at discounted prices at hcompound.com. To schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Haldi or one of our associates, please email us at wellness at hcompound.com or call us at 646-650-5040. You can also check us out at hcompound.com. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Prescription for Success. If you'd like to reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to wellness at hcompound.com. Now back to Prescription for Success. Welcome back to Prescription for Success. This is your host, Emil Haldi. Today, I have a phenomenal guest with me, Dr. Fab Mancini, a world-renowned chiropractor, acclaimed educator, business leader, and a speaker. To learn more about Dr. Fab, please visit his website at drfabmancini.com. To learn more about Haldi Pharmaceutical, to sign up for a consultation with us, give us a call at 646 646- Six five zero five zero four zero, or email me at wellness at hcompound.com. Dr. Fab, I hope everyone out there is having as much fun as we are. And if you're a listener who is really enjoying this program, tell your friends to tune in because we have a lot more to share with you, something that could really, really change your life. So in a previous segment, we talked about self-healing. We talked about success. We talked about prevention, which is so, so important. But to pick up our conversation, we talked about self-healing. How does self-healing and true happiness interconnect? Well, this is what, the way that I, I, uh, I have boiled it down. There are different categories in life. And your health should be your number one priority. But for 30 years, Emil, I've been asking my patients, 30 years, almost 35 years, what are the three things you value the most in life? Less than 10% have ever put health as one of them. And to me, the challenge is that health is the one thing that impacts every area of your life. See, without health, it's very difficult to have a good spiritual life because you become resentful. Like, why me? You become a victim. Why am I suffering? Other people around me are not suffering. You can't have a good relationship with your significant other. You can't have a good relationship with your children because you're sick all the time. You can't work, right, and be productive because you're sick, so you can earn to your potential. You know, you can't have a social life because you're going to be too much in pain or you're not going to be able to enjoy. So it impacts every area of your life. So true happiness, in my opinion, is about truly being fulfilled. There's three things that make you truly happy, in my opinion. One is being able to do what you love, right? In order to do what you love, you have to be selective of what you do. On a self-healing perspective, when you begin to heal, truly heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you begin to recognize that you're the one in power, not the circumstances in your life that are dictating who you become. You make the choices that will allow you to be healthier today so you can be healthier tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And the choices you're making right now is what's determining how healthy you're going to be tomorrow, 10 years from now, 30 years from now. So 
Be selective in your relationships. Be selective in the work that you choose. Be selective in every area of your life. You know, you talked a little bit about eating. One day I had an epiphany. So I've always driven sports cars. Mm-hmm. And when I put gasoline in my sports cars for 30 plus years, I never look at the little thing inside except for one day I happened to look at it. And he said to put the premium on unleaded gasoline. Well, of course, it's a, it's a very simple thing that you're not going to drive a sports car and not put the best gasoline, right? Because it's not going to give you the best performance. Well, I said to myself, what if man or women were created with a little flap in our mouth that every time we open our mouth, it said here, more vegetables, less <laughs> processed foods, you know, more water. Imagine how we would be. The thing with a sports car is that I can trade it in and change it every three years. But this human body, there's only one of them. And if you begin to treat your body like if it was a high-performance car and you begin to feed the body the things that would allow those cells to be able to function and those organs to be able to function, then all of a sudden now you find yourself aging in a healthy way. So think about that every single time. And when I use that analogy, it really makes people think, I'm putting things in my body that I wouldn't even feed my dogs, right? We feed our children things that we would never even feed our dogs or even give it to people because we know it's not the best things out there for them. So the relationship is very simple. When you self-heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually, it allows you to truly be receptive for what we call happiness today, which is to be in a state of peace, in a state of fulfillment, in a state of joy. And that's what happiness really is. Yes. And isn't that a natural state for us as human beings, as spiritual beings or or beings? I I believe the natural state for us is a state of joy, a state of happiness. And it's not a state of stress or overwhelm or uh, working super hard that you, you, you worry about how to pay your bills. The natural state for us is to be in joy. And if you feed your body the right way, you move, you, you, you follow the spiritual components that you mentioned, it's way more likely that you're going to be in a natural state of joy. Um, yeah, because, you know, when you're healthy and you, when you reach your health potential, it allows you to reach your life potential. Because, you know, I've interviewed billionaires that will give everything back if they could have their health back. Individuals that sacrifice their health in order to pursue, you know, more wealth. And, and there's no way. How many times have we heard individuals that have heart attacks at a young age because they don't take care of their nutrition and their exercise? Or individuals that end up, you know, with chronic illnesses that debilitate them and limit them, you know, because they don't take care of themselves. So my suggestion is if that the wealthiest people in the world put health as their number one priority, why don't we start with that in the first place? Why do we want to end up, you know, regretting that we sacrifice the one thing that can impact every area of our lives, you know, instead of accessing that health to propel us to be even more successful than anybody out there in the world. Wow, this is so powerful. If you are a listener, just stop for a second and think about health potential is your life potential. So 
think about for this for a second. Or maybe when you go to bed tonight, take a pen and a piece of paper and write down what are the top few things that you could change in your life. First of all, buy Dr. Mancini's book uh, but, <laughs> and, and read it from cover to cover, just, just like I did. But also make sure that you write down things that you want to change in your life and really act on it because once you schedule your actions, they're more likely to happen. So write it down and make a commitment to change because, again, health potential is your life potential. And my question to our audience is, are you living your life potential? And most of us have way higher potential than we're living. So and if you are in a beautiful natural state of joy and you're full of energy and life, you are way more likely to achieve that life potential. So very, very powerful. Uh, in your book, The Power of Self-Healing, you state in the introduction that responding to life's events has been the greatest foundation in the life that I've created for myself. Um, so, can you elaborate on this a little? This is a very powerful statement, and I, I believe in it fully, but I'd love for you to talk about it. Well, you know, I've been in the personal development journey over 35 years, and I've been very blessed to lecture among some of the most influential people in the world in that space. Uh, and one lesson I learned about 30 years ago is that circumstances don't define the person. That what defines the person is the responses that we have to things that happen to us. You know, we have seen that a, a rape can either empower a person to be able to surpass limitations they've had in the past and become a great leader. And, you know, uh, I mean, take the, the, the example of Oprah Winfrey, right? When she talked about that, what happened to her physically in the early stages of her life, you know, that she was embarrassed to talk to people about it. That's when her uh, popularity grew because she recognized that she did not let that circumstance make her into a victim, which will be what it will happen to the majority of the people that go through that experience. We have seen that the wealthiest people in the world have been bankrupt at one point or another in their life. But why is it that a person goes through a bankruptcy and then all of a the sudden they're afraid to and even embarrassed to talk to people about being in bankruptcy instead of utilizing that lesson that experience to allow them to build the kind of wealth that they will never lose it again, you know? So the response that we have is critical. So it's very important that when things are happening in our lives, whether it's relationship conflicts, whether it's financial hardship, whether it's health issues, that we take a deep breath and we very much pay attention to how we're going to respond to this. Because at the end of the day, you have two choices. You're either going to let that circumstance define the person that you are by becoming a victim, or you're going to let it define the person that you are by becoming a victor. That means you're going to surpass it. You're going to learn from it. And that's really what I meant to say there. And it's the same in our health. I have seen patients that have taken advantage of an illness that for some was terminal. And they made something out of their lives. And they were able to do it right for the remaining years that they had. And I have seen the same patients go ahead, wrap up all their business, say goodbye to all their family, and die less, in less time than their prognosis was. And the difference was that one just gave up. 
while the other one utilize it in a way to say, I have made some bad choices. If I get a chance to live one more day, I'm going to make a better choice. And if I get to live one more year, I'm going to make it the best year there is. And then all of a sudden, those years began to expand and expand and expand. And they got to be living longer, but with a higher quality of life. Yes. Uh, it, it is so powerful. The question is, the, the circumstances, as you said, the circumstances do not define you, but it's what you do with this, those circumstances. Um, I r- recently w- watched the YouTube video, and I can't remember fully the name of the gentleman. I remember his first name. He's a Russian gentleman. First name is Alexei. And he was playing as a kid. He was 15 or 16 years old. And he was playing as, uh, as a kid in the fields somewhere in Russia or Belarus. And he was called the last victim of World War II because he actually – he. He hit a landmine, and uh, he lost his legs and his hands. And you would think at 15 or 16, that you, you know, the person would be just laying down waiting to die. And he became a motivational speaker. He runs a business, and he sounds super inspiring and has kids and his family. Uh, an amazing story. So someone who could be a victim, and, and be, many, many people would understand that he's a victim says, no, 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 I'm not a victim. I'm a business person. I'm a motivational speaker. He has two or three kids and he has a wife. What a true inspiration, right? But how do you, someone who's facing a tough condition, life-threatening condition, let's say a chronic condition and, and uh, MS, ALS, and you, it's really degenerative. People are losing function of their body and it's very hard to live with it, you know, Yes, we could watch motivational videos and we, we could listen to motivation. But how do you deal with something like that? What, what tools from within do you pull within yourself to really put yourself in the next gear to uh, succeed? Well, the first thing that I would recommend is to understand that the body has great healing capabilities. So we need to really become a good Uh, learner of our own body's abilities Uh, because the more I learn about physiology, the more I learn about anatomy, the more I learn about neurology, the more I learn about our systems, I recognize that this that we call our bodies is a miracle. It is the most complex thing I've ever seen, a study, but it's designed to be able to heal. And when you recognize that, it gives you one thing, hope, you know. The second thing is that I beg- uh, then I would encourage people to begin to look at examples of other people that have surpassed their illness out there. You can even Google. You can call those people and say, listen, I noticed that you were able to reverse MS, so you were able to stabilize your MS, so you were able to live a normal life with MS, whatever the case may be. but at least find three people that you can interview, learn from what they did or not did to be able to learn from what worked for them. Number three, I would say, look at the evidence, look at the scientific research out there that may have some hope for you. There is a lot of research going on all over the world regarding many different conditions. Some of them are very traditional in nature and some of them are non-traditional in nature. But my suggestion is do not allow the lack of awareness 
and information limit you from the potential of your healing. So just be a good student. Go out there and start searching. And especially today with the internet, we have so many options. The fourth thing is that get second and third and fourth opinions if you have to, but try to do it from different types of providers. You know, as a chiropractor, I had a lot of Olympic athletes because I I was in the Olympic world for about 10 years that would say to me, I wish somebody would have told me that chiropractic was available before I had this surgery, before I had this treatment, you know? And I would say it's unfortunate that there's not enough awareness out there. I have people all over the years, over 30 years, that have told me that. I wish somebody had told me that there was a, a holistic treatment like acupuncture or homeopathy or something that was helping, you know? I wish somebody would have told me. You know, you, you've been in the world of compound, you know, and, uh, and uh, compounding. And, and I'm telling you, and I shared this with you one time, that how I've had so many patients that have said to me, I wish somebody would have told me that compounding was a better option because of the absorption in the body to because of the more localized. There's so many benefits of that, but they weren't aware of it. That's what makes it seem like, you know, sometimes as doctors, we wish we had the ability to just educate the whole world, but it's a big world. Almost 7 billion people out there. So you have to do your part as a patient, as an individual, because it's your body, it's your health. So learn about what the evidence and research out there is saying and doing to try to help that particular patient. And then fifth and lastly, I would say don't lose hope. Keep your hope every day. Every day is a new day. Begin with, like with a new canvas, right? If, you're, if your life was a picture and every day you started that you get to paint what you want to paint, my suggestion, paint it with the right things in mind. Paint it with hope. So begin to read inspirational books about people that have beat a mess and wrote about it. Begin to listen to motivational tapes and books to give you the kind of hope that allows you to recognize that you too can also get over this, you know, but also never give up. Never, never, never give up. I have seen so many people that just when they were about to quit is when a breakthrough happened. And it could have been like five years later, 10 years later. It could be five weeks later, but never, never give up. Every breath you take has meaning. Take advantage of that meaning. Make it meaningful to you. And that will help you go. Wow, so powerful. Very, very powerful. Um, Most people quit one one foot before the finish line. So don't ever give up because you may be the winner just a foot from your finish line. Um, I always promote the concept, be the CEO of your own health. So absolutely, for our listeners, if you're facing a really tough condition out there, uh, whatever that condition is, and it's really bothering you, Google Google is your friend. Google the success stories. Who has cured themselves? There are books available. You could get them from uh, online bookstores, local bookstores, and connect with those people and read or ask them, how did they do it? Find two, three, five people. And success leaves footprints, right? So if those people did something right, you want to follow the same model. And uh, never, never give up, especially your motivation, because once your hope and motivation is gone, it's... uh, uh, you, you basically give up. Never, ever give up. So we, we, we want you to succeed at all costs. Uh, can you tell me about supplements and vitamins that you believe we should be uh, supplementing our bodies with? 
You know, that's a great question. And what I've always said is that it's important that we uh, have the opportunity to be able to try to get our nutrients from whole foods if possible. But in today's world, it's very difficult because even if you go to the grocery store, you realize that over 90%, over 90% of the things there are processed. And when you process food, it's not going to have the type of nutrients that the body needs. So my suggestion is the new science has been very clear about some of the what I call the essentials. So you should have a multivitamin, a mineral every single day because you want to feed the body some of those healthy sources out there. Uh, number two, you have to have your fishy oils, your omegas, you know, the omegas are very good because they're great sources of anti-inflammation. They're going to reduce that inflammation in the body and the body needs that on a continual basis. The third thing is that you want some probiotics. Probiotics is very important because that's going to help your gut and your digestion. And we find that many times the reason we get sick is because our gut is sick and that lowers our immune system. So there's a great correlation with that. And then lastly, I would say make sure that you're taking also uh, some vitamin D. You know, we have found that there's a great number of people deficient in vitamin D right now, and it's important to maybe take some supplementation in that way. Uh, I mean, I have found certain things that I use on a regular basis and products that I love. And uh, if you want to just... Go to my website. You can email me directly, and I answer all of my emails directly, and I will give you some suggestions, if you, especially if you're looking for some ways to improve yourself. Uh, and, uh, but those are the basic essentials that I've always recommended that the new science is telling us we need. That's excellent. So uh, your website is drfabmancini.com. Uh, for those of you that want to reach out to Dr. Fab Mancini, um, that's a very generous offer from, from you. So uh, on behalf of our listeners, thank you. I want to talk about the quality of vitamins because there are many companies who make those vitamins uh, that you mentioned. And those are very, I totally agree with your recommendations. So if you're getting a fish uh, oil supplement, make sure you get it from a quality company, a company that potentially tests for heavy metals because sometimes you could be taking a supplement but adding heavy metals to your body. A lot of large fish has mercury in it, and you want to be careful to take the right supplement. Uh, the same goes for probiotics. Vitamin D, an, an unbelievably important vitamin. Uh, it actually, at a right dose, if you get the right level in your system, it promotes uh, anti-inflammatory effect, antibiotic effect. So it's very, very powerful. Make sure you work with your physician to get it to the right levels. And uh, you, I also recommend taking the with vitamin K2 to make sure that your calcium lands in the right places for you. So uh, I love your recommendations. Right on, very powerful, very similar to what I take myself. <laughs> uh, can you please talk about uh, about the difference in, in, in your view between healing and curing? Well, you know, the interesting thing about this is that in my book, I wrote a chapter about it because, you know, the words that we use have a lot to do, uh, in, in my opinion, when you ask, and I've interviewed a lot of people, when you ask people about curing, it's pretty much uh, a when a person's symptoms are gone. But just because your symptoms are gone does not mean that you've actually have healed. And what happens a lot of times is that maybe the condition comes back, 
And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I thought I was healed. I thought I was cured. And so I wanted to bring the difference for people because when healing occurs, that means that when your body has, has had the ability to completely uh, eradicate whatever illness process was in your body, not merely just put a temporary stop. Today, we have many pharmaceuticals that have been very effective in blocking pain. And pain is one of the biggest symptoms that people uh, associate with whenever they're not feeling well or whenever they have an illness. So whenever the pain goes away, they feel that they're cured. But that illness process is still in the body because the only thing why you're not feeling pain is because the drug blocked the pain. So your brain cannot register the pain, but it doesn't mean that your body is still not struggling. So I always tell people, think of pain as the alarm system of the body. Pain is a friend. It's not the enemy. You know, I, and Emil, I don't know if you've seen me do this on some of my segments on TV. I usually take an alarm, you know, like a, like a fire alarm that you'll find in your, in your house. And I take it with me in the studio. And I say, pain is this annoying noise, you know. And I tell people, you want to get rid of it at all costs. But that alarm is telling you that there's smoke and maybe even fire in the house. So you don't want to get rid of the pain because once you, if I, if I take the battery off or jank it off the ceiling, the, I don't hear the alarm, but it doesn't mean that the smoke or the fire did not go away. So, in, you know, look at pain, learn from your pain, and don't make pain an enemy. It's your friend. What a powerful message, Dr. Fab. Look at pain as your friend who is screaming for help. In fact, your body is screaming for help. So I encourage you all to look, look deeper at the issues that may be causing you pain or discomfort, whatever it may be, but you're looking to build positive consequences for years to come, not just patch it up. Dr. Fab, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. This was a tremendous show. You've been very gracious and very informational and inspirational. And I know our audiences, audience appreciates it as well. I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to go ahead and, and look at Dr. Fab's books, purchase them. And this is the difference that makes the difference in your life, in your health, in your success, in your relationships. This is the secret out there. So go ahead and look at some of Dr. Fab's beautiful writings, The Secrets of Life, and I encourage you, to, just like me, to read it from cover to cover. I wish you all the best. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the show is coming to an end. My message to you is be the CEO of your health. You need to be guided by an amazing practitioner, but it's your life. You lead it. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be happy and healthy. Thank you for tuning in to Prescription for Success. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Emil Haldi, next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of the program. Have a great and healthy week.